It's the start of a brand new season. The Lightning will be on the ice this coming Thursday night, and that means Bobby the Chief Taylor is going to be behind the microphone. The Chief joins us now. Bobby, I know you are stoked about the coming season. How many years is this for you now in the National Hockey League? The whole league. Ooh, gee, Paul, that's a good one. I, it's got to be uh, counting as a player. Right. Uh, it's probably about my 24th or f no, gee got to be about my 40th year 40th year. <laughs> yes i mean we go back to the flyer days flyer days i was there 22 years i think this is my 22nd year with the lightning so uh, tw uh yeah this is their uh, so it's 44 45 years yeah, that's a remark. could a kid from uh could a kid from alberta ever imagine that uh he would uh make a life out of a sport as you have with the nhl not a bit, Paul. I, I always say that to myself. I said, if I was a kid, if you were to tell me as a kid growing up in Calgary that I would have played hockey in Philadelphia and live in Florida, I would say, you got to be crazy. Right. I said, I was hoping to play in the National Hockey League, but living, I probably thought I'd still be out west. But uh, having to uh, play and, and win two Stanley Cups, which is amazing. But the thing of it is, is come down and be in this business, this broadcasting business for as long as I have. It's, it's mind-boggling to me. We're going to get to see Steven Stamkos, healthy once again, preeminent player in the National Hockey League. How different are the players today, not the way the game is played and the technology and the equipment and the like, how different are the men who play the game today with when the guys that skated with you in Philadelphia, these great teams, whose name were on the Stanley Cup with yours back then. Are the men similar or dissimilar to what they were 40 years ago? The passion's the same. I think the passion for the game, the passion to win is the same. But it's, it's, it's much more of a career and job. We, when we played, we didn't make a lot of money. And so we all knew that we had to really try to find a, a, a vocation after hockey we had to do something some guys uh went into coaching some guys went into uh, scouting but we all knew that we had to do something after this day and age the players don't have to worry about that they make enough money so that they can this focus on this and and you know their conditioning is so much different now the players are so much bigger now um you know and it's such a different game as far as that's concerned the, the, the hockey smarts, as they like to refer to it as, is probably um, maybe not as sharp here because they can rely on raw talent more than they could back then. Back then, you had to really be a little bit smarter because you weren't in the best of shape. <clears throat> but the passion has never really changed. The players today were as passionate about winning and passionate about the game as we were back in the 70s. And that's the thing that I don't think... If this game ever loses that passion, Paul, that's what's going to lose a lot, a lot of their, their edge and a lot of their romance with the fans. Uh, we're very passionate, Bobby, the Chief Taylor with us. I'm hearing uh, back from uh, almost on cue uh, from the days that you came into this league in the 60s and 70s, Jim Morrison and the Doors, Riders <laughs> on the Storm. It's playing here. We're in the Amelie Arena getting set for uh, the opener with uh, Bobby the Chief Taylor. Uh, Bobby, you have seen the very best that the Lightning organization has to offer. 2004, they won a Stanley Cup. You were, you were certainly here. What do you see? with this team coming onto the ice this year, given the incredible level of expectation we're all feeling? You know what? Talent. Uh, it's hard not to get really excited about this team, Paul, because there are so many good players and so many good young players. I think 
every, it kind of snuck up on us, the Stanley Cup here, really. The team was only 500 or maybe one game below or one game behind by Christmas. It wasn't really special. And then we just caught lightning in a barrel or in a, a mm-hmm. bar, a jar, excuse me, and away we went. This one here, you can see it. You can see that they're really a good team. They've got really good young players. They've got players that are on the verge of playing here. They, they, they had the last 28 players that they had here before they cut down to 23 could play, and nobody would be upset about it. To me, this is what's exciting. It's not only going to, looking to be a really good team, they've got a really good mix, but they've got such really good young talent that could be good for a long time, and that's what makes it exciting. What about uh, the experience that they have added on the back end? Uh, Jason Garrison arrives here from uh, Vancouver. Anton Strauman went at the Stanley Cup Finals here ago. What, what impact will they have on this team? Huge pack. I mean, Garrison gives them a little bit of an edge. He gives them a very good point man on the power play. We haven't had that big shot from the power play, uh, you know, since Stammer's second year when we had um, – Oh, gosh, I forget the guy's name in there. The right-handed shot on defense here, the pass. Foster, Curtis Foster. Foster. Yeah, Curtis Foster. I mean, that was a cannon. That was a howitzer. Yeah, exactly. Well, Garrison kind of shoots the puck like that. Stromlin is so good. I didn't realize. When you only see a player four games a year, and, you know, you don't really pay a whole lot of attention to him. I've watched him throughout training camp and, and the preseason, and he has just been – he is such a solid player. We've got a little quicker back there. I think that's what helped, too. We moved the puck a little faster than we did before, and I think that was one of our problems against Montreal. They, their speed really kind of uh, took us by surprise at how they upped their speed during their playoffs. But I, th- I like the way we set up back there. I think now that we've got guys that were probably playing third or fourth defense are now should, where they should be at fifth and sixth, and, and, that, and that's a key. You know, They'll carry eight, you believe, this year? Yeah, they'll carry eight right now, at least for the start of the year. So, the, But the point of it is is that <clears throat> you know, when you're looking at guy playing 17 minutes as opposed to 20 minutes, that doesn't sound like a whole lot. Three minutes is an awful lot of different time. And if you get a guy that can play 17 and really play his best, and instead of having to spread it out over 20, that makes his ability a lot better. So that's where I think we've really improved his defensively. Bobby, the Chief Taylor doesn't call games just that exclusively he never misses a practice he's at everything he sees it all so Steven Stamkos with that um, disturbing leg injury that he had came back for the last uh, month of the season by his own omission wasn't quite the same what do you see now in this preseason for Stammer and a hockey team that won five out of six getting ready for the regular season on Thursday first and foremost um, no hesitation I think that he, he doesn't even worry about his leg anymore. I think he was a little concerned about it, which was rightfully so, you know, when he just finished coming off that broken leg. I didn't see any hesitation at all. He goes in the tra- heavy traffic. He'll go along the wall. Uh, you know, before he, he did a little bit, but not as strongly. And also he's faster. I don't know what it is. They must have put a little bit of uh, Lee Majors in him because now he's become a six million dollar man. Yeah, he's got a bionic leg. Steve Eisenman like him to be the six million dollar man. He may be more expensive. Might be more expensive than that. Exactly, but he's he's faster. Uh, they've they've had a, a, a thing, Paul, where where their vertical leap is corresponds to how fast you can skate and how quickly you can get to your right. your stuff. And, your explosion. Yeah, and he increased his vertical leap by almost two inches from where he was before he broke his leg. It's impossible. That's... It's, it's, it's incredible. 
Let me ask you about the penalty kill, which last year for the Lightning was a disappointment. It was in the lower third of the league, the penalty kill, and, and thus it cost your hockey games. Uh, they had Brian Boyle from New York, a big, hulking centerman here. Am I looking at these preseason penalty kill stats, and I know it's only the preseason, so calm me down here. They killed their first 24 of 24 and 27 of 28 for the entire preseason. That's... Is that good? I mean, it looks to me to be phenomenal. It's good. It, it is good. You know, and obviously you're not playing against a total uh, NHL lineup when you're power play. Or yeah, whatever. power play. But they've tweaked it. Watching them in practice, as you see, I go to every one. You watch them in practice. They're much more aggressive to the puck in the penalty kill. You know, a lot of times you see it's, you know, I always liken the the the, uh, the penalty killers to the uh, zone defense in basketball where they just defend an area of the ice or any area yeah. of the floor and they're not really aggressive. Well, they've changed it a little bit now where they're much more aggressive to the puck carrier and even in their own zone. So they, they, they actually try to force an Pressure area. on the point? Yes, and pressure on the corner, pressure on the sidewall, pressure everywhere. If they're going to mishandle the puck, they want a guy on them, at least one if not two guys on them really quickly. So they, what they're trying to do, they're forcing that offensive team to make plays faster, think faster, and react faster. When you do that, that's what causes it to mistakes. And the man who scored more power play goals in the history of the National Hockey League more than anybody else, Dave Anderchuk, just walked by here in Amelie. He'll be a part of our telecast team. Well, you being a Stanley Cup championship goaltender, I've saved the best for last. Uh, assess this pair in Ben Bishop coming back from injury. He says he's not exactly all the way back from wrist surgery. And, and then you uh, add Evgeny Nabokov, uh, who has close to 400 career wins, which is phenomenal. Uh, how comfortable are you back there? The key to any kind of a backup, and believe me, my whole career was that, is, is your You're attitude. a resident expert yeah, on backups. You're an, is your attitude. You've got to have a guy back there that understands his position, that understands where he is on the club, and has to really work at it. He has to be a guy that is, is always up, a guy that's never complains, guy that, you know, we all have egos. We all want to play all the time, or else we wouldn't be up here at this level. If you don't have any kind of a legal or any kind of gumption to play all the time, right. you, you don't make this level. But this is a guy that's been a number one and had huge years, Vezina finalists, at one point in his career, as good as there was in the NHL. Exactly. But his attitude is what's going to help this club. He's he's a funny guy. He's very light He's got a really good perspective. A bit of a character, you're yes. saying. Yes. He's got a very good perspective. He works hard. He can help out on that. And and you know what? And I think at his time, he's very thankful that he can that he's still in, 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 in can play. And he'll play 25 games or so uh, in here. And also the fact is you're going to get really solid ones. And that's what really helps. That's you knowing full well that your your level of play isn't going to pop fall off that much from a from a bishop to a Nabokov. But the key is the attitude. You gotta have that strong attitude and that's what he brings. He's got a really good attitude, a very fun loving guy, a very likable guy, and works hard. That's really what you have to ask for your other goalie. Sounds a lot like Bobby the Chief Taylor. Well Bobby, Thursday night, here we go, buddy. I, I know you're stoked about it. And this is year forty four? Is that that's official. Have we decided that's class, yeah. Twenty as a player and a broadcaster, yeah, pretty close. Seventy 72 was my first year as a player. Oh, my gosh. The Broad Street Bullies. <laughs> I know. You could write a book. They have written books. But <laughs> Bobby, have a great year. We're looking forward to it here on uh, Sun Sports and Fox. Thanks, PK. The one and only chief, Bobby Taylor.